it recording? It's recording now. All oh, right, okay. Uh, hi Dan. How are you? Uh, I'm good, thank you. You are going to be sober in this episode? Yeah, I'm, I haven't had a drink today. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, there's some girls allowed news, according to the tabloids. Yeah, I hear that Nadine is uh, touring Girls Allowed Greatest Hits and they're all really furious about <laughs> it, right? Yeah, she's reunited Girls Allowed with herself. Um, fake news, fake news. <laughs> She's going on tour and singing some songs yeah. that um, Girls Love did, which Cheryl did on her tour, which Beyonce does with Destiny's Child songs, which Mel C does with Spice Girls songs. It's yeah, no different. It's not, to a, that. Thing. It's it's not, not a thing. It's not a thing. It's very exciting. We're going to go, right? We're going to go. I've signed up to the Nadine pre sale. And, and she's got an EP and a new single. Shall we discuss her discography? Yeah, let's discuss her disco- discography. Discography, yep. So 2010. Yeah. It was 2010. Insatiable. 2010 Insatiable, which I really think is the test of time. The single, not necessarily the album. Not necessarily all of the album, but there are some really good moments on the rest of the album. Cheryl had done two albums by then. Uh, and Nadine wanted a bit of that for herself, understandably, as the voice of Girls Aloud. But I think it's quite interesting that she waited so long, but I guess that's because they... They said that they were going on hiatus after the Out of Control album, and she just genuinely might have wanted a break. Yeah, or maybe thought it was a hiatus, and then they'd all get back together. And also I think the fact that she wanted to go down a different route. Um, I actually went to see Nadine perform live when she was touring the Insatiable, well, promoting the Insatiable single. She did a PA at GAY on a Saturday night, and I was paid as a journalist to go along and review it um 120 pounds very good fee um <laughs> but basically she the, it was it was like a club pa at gay and my housemate had promised me that he would come with me and it got to about 11 o'clock on the saturday night when we were sat at home and i said oh, i suppose we should think about making a move into central london and going to this nadine gig and he kind of went I don't think I'm going to come. And I was like, you what? This is the same housemate who wouldn't resell me his Girls Aloud merchandise. Yeah, he's like the... So uh, he's not actually a fan. <laughs> or a good person. No. Um, so I had to go to... I would have gone with you. So I got to, well, I didn't know you then. I got to JY about midnight on Saturday night. And I asked the doorman. Oh, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm on the guest list. And he's like, is your plus one here? I'm like, no. <laughs> just, just me. Just Sorry me. of your life. Going to weddings without a plus one. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, um, well, what time is the um, is the, is Nadine on? And he said, oh, she'll be on about half past one. Half past one. So I just spent an hour and a half stood in GAY with my coat on, like <laughs> sipping a drink, while other men with their coats on kind of walked up and said hello. And I was like, no, I'm here to review Nadine. What was your review? I can't remember, but it was good. She was really good. She did Insatiable twice. She started and ended with Insatiable. I really think that is a really good song. And it de- it really does show off her vocal ability. And it, she owns that song. She dominates it in a way that in parts of the chemistry album with Girls Aloud, she did try and dominate that. And I think that was down to the recording process um, of the way that Xenomania recorded their music for Girls Aloud, which was that Nadine would always be do the demos, really, and the other girls would come in and sing on top of it. But Insatiable, like, it's just a full-on song. I just think it, it was, as a debut single, it was a really good calling card of, hello, I'm Nadine, and I can do this. This is this is what I do. And, like, she, like the, the vocal is flawless, and the song is really, it's a really strong song. Come. 
I think the fact it was a relative flop wasn't down to the song or Nadine. I think it was down to kind of label and management problems and the fact she signed with Tesco isn't great and I think there was there was some like resistance to her as a solo artist or maybe it was to the song that radio didn't want to play it there wasn't much TV promo um, I don't think the video was great um, that but I think that comes down to budget again yeah yeah and I guess if, if you're working with a label like um, Tesco maybe they don't have the budget that you'd hope because in some ways it could be a strong marketing tool that we're going to we want exclusivity for your album and we're going to promote it in every single one of our stores. Yeah, but that, the problem is that's just such a bad idea because uh, I live in North London, Finsbury Park, and I've got a fairly rubbish Tesco near my house. And there was just this underwhelming cardboard stand by the door with CDs of Nadine's album. And it never went down. The stock never went down because no one went to that to a Tesco thinking... Let's just get something for dinner. And was like, yeah, I'm going to spend £11 on a, on a Nadine Coyle CD in Tesco. So a really famous songwriter wrote Insatiable, the song, and Natural and Raw on the album. Also two great songs. And he's agreed to speak to us. He is called Guy Chambers. He's probably most famous for writing songs like Angels by Robbie Williams, um, which is probably one of the biggest songs of our lifetimes. Mm. Hello. Hello, is that Daniel? It is, hi. Hi. It's Guy Chambers here. I'm with Michael, who's my co-host of this podcast. Hi, Guy. Hi, hi, Michael. And what are your memories um, from that time of working with Nadine? I was really excited when I met her. I, I, I thought she's very charismatic and beautiful and strong lady and she seemed very focused. And, and the writing process was very easy, really. Um... I don't know. I mean, I haven't listened to the songs since I wrote them, so I don't know how they stand up to the test of time. But at at the time, I thought they were a good direction for her to go in. They definitely show off her vocal range. She is a really good singer. I mean, I think in Girls Aloud, she was um, restricted in some ways because uh, the songs are so pop. Um, and by the way, this isn't a criticism. I think Girls Aloud are amazing. Um, and I think Brian Higgins is a bit of a genius. But because um, it was a solo album, I thought it was important that she showed people what she could do. You co-wrote three songs on the album. What was that process like? Because she had never really, she'd never done a solo record before. So did she come with to you with ideas and you co-wrote with them? Or did you have a theme that you thought that she, she should be going down? She... She was a very confident writer because she'd been through the Brian Higgins Sausage Factory you know, <laughs> and so was used to coming up with ideas really quickly um, and not getting stuck on anything, which is a good quality. So she, it was, I just remember it being very easy. We didn't really get, you know, like an easy process and, uh, and, and really enjoyable, you know, I, 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 the only sad part of the tale is is the whole Tesco's and the end the end of the process when it went when she signed to Tesco's that was uh, and she basically that was it it was over then. What what would lead an artist to sign with Tesco rather than uh, a label, be it big or small? I don't know. I mean, I haven't since she did that. I haven't actually seen her since that time. So. Okay. I've no idea because um, she was with a she was with um, Universal. 
she was on a really good deal and they seemed to be really excited about her when I first started. And then for some reason that relationship deteriorated and next minute I find out she was signing to Tesco's and, um, and the album could only be available in that shop. And once I knew that, I knew that the whole sort of project was stuffed. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make sense then or now to sell any record in that way. How does it feel as a songwriter when you've worked with someone like that and you've created a collection of songs that you really believe in when it doesn't kind of succeed in the way you hoped it would? Um, it's, it's dispiriting. <laughs> and because uh, I think she is a star, you know, there's no question. And if she'd been, that album could have done well and she could have toured and she could have had a whole like Mel, like Melanie C she could have been she could have had a proper career you know um, but she had obviously had really bad advice from management um, I did think she had a funny choice of managers to be honest some of the criticism of the album was that uh, it lacked uh, a bit of warmth that we found in Girls Aloud do you think there was a part of a side of Nadine that we, that maybe people like you who worked with us saw that the record-buying public didn't see in that album? Do you mean you're talking about sense of humour? Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah, which I think is one of the great qualities of that band is is that they could see they seem to sort of laugh at themselves and enjoy the fun of being in a band. I think she was trying to prove she was a serious artist. She wanted to prove she could do it on her own, you know. It's it's happened many times before with people leaving bands, you know, especially when they're a manufactured band, like they were. It's happening now with Harry Styles is going down a much more moody but moody <laughs> way than one yeah, direction. Yeah, he's really were. he's trying to prove that he's a real artist and um and to lots of people he is. But um, with the single, Insatiable, I still listen to it now. I think it's an absolute banger, and I think that has definitely stood the test of time. Was that always going to be the lead single and the album title? Um, I believe so, yes. I think it did seem to stand out, and it sort of it sort of showcases her sexuality, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, which is quite full-on when you meet her. She's pretty liberated lady which I, again, I like that. I like that in a woman. And, um, but, um, but, um, you know, unfortunately I d it didn't really get the radio play that it needed because of this Tesco's thing. <laughs> um, I don't think it, I don't think she really got on TV either, if I remember rightly. I just remember it just disappearing really quickly. Which, which is such was, a shame uh, when there's, when there was such a, like, as you described, there was such a big hype around her at the beginning. There was. Yeah, when I first met her, it all looked like it was going to do really well, for sure. She allows you to write a song like Insatiable, which is obviously a very confident song. It's not a song, it's sort of, it's like a check me out. Shock and awe song is how I describe those kind of songs. Um, but anyway, it's, it was, you know, it's all, it, this is, there's no way in when you're a songwriter that you can work consistently with people having hit.
other gems on the album, I think, are You Are The One. Now, it's a very lovely song in the sense of that, like, it's kind of an ode to her guy at the time. And she has lyrics to, like, my first guy I was with for six years, my second guy was a playboy, which was obviously Jesse... Where? No, the guy from Desperate Housewives. Oh. What was his name? Metcalf? Which is really nice. And I think it's kind of the precursor to Beautiful Because You Love Me, which is really interesting, I think, because it's her ode to the guy. And during the promotional campaign of Insatiable, she announced that she was engaged to this guy who she's now got a child with, who's the American footballer. Are they still together? Yeah, I oh, can't remember cute. his name, but it's, but it's quite a famous, famous person. She's always thought internationally. Yeah. As Nadine. Anyway, Sweet is High. Good song. Good song. Hey! Reminds me of Fallout Boy Centuries. Uh, it does, um, but that's a sample of Tom's Diner by Suzanne Vega. Really? Yeah. I can't believe you've never heard it. No. Britney, Britney covered it on uh, Giorgio Moroder album a couple of years ago. Every time I heard Century start on radio, I always thought, oh, Sweet Sigh is finally getting airplay. <laughs> what radio station are you listening to that you thought might be playing Sweet is High? <laughs> But now Nadine's back with Go to Work. Go to Work, which is a banger. One I saw the... her perform this. Um, you went to GAY for that, didn't you? I did go to GAY for that. We went to GAY with Nadine like what, what, two ten, different occasions. Eight different, eight years, eight different years, eight years apart. She did go to work twice actually for that. I mean, she does love, she loves, she loves her songs twice as much as a normal artist. Go to Work, I think, is so good. And I think that if, if, it's quite similar to Dua Lipa New Rules. Um, I think it's got that camp value and also that sass. Why don't you go to work? Do your nine to five? Gotta treat me right. You need to earn your stripes. Why don't you do your thing? Bring the money home. Just like mama done. Why don't you go to work? Why don't you go to work? Nadine has made it this time? I think... Well, she's just starting out, really. And I think made it is different these days. I think when she started out, making it meant a top ten single, number one, being all over the place. But these days, um, there are a lot of musicians that survive and do very well for themselves without having... without that level of sales. There are... Yeah, there are a lot of musicians out there that don't... that Yeah, they just get by very well um, on on touring, Spotify, things like that. And maybe that's where Nadine will be placed. Maybe that's where she'll be. Maybe, I don't think that she's chasing that Cheryl, the same Cheryl Cole level that she was with Insatiable, which was a very obvious attempt to, let's write a massive pop song for me, Nadine, to sing and show everyone how good me, Nadine is. Cheryl did do a tour in an arena, whereas Nadine is doing like the Shepherd's Bush Empire, which, you know, 
It's not a small venue. It's not a small venue. I'm going to see Rebecca Ferguson there this week. She's on her fifth, fourth or fifth album. Mm. You know, I saw Blossoms there last year. Like, it's not a small venue. It sells out. And she is the only, aside from Cheryl, she's the only other member of Girls Aloud that has been able to go on tour. Is that, have none of the others ever done it? No. Uh, did Shrek not go around the country? <laughs> Michael. Well, I don't know about the theatre world. Come on. <laughs> okay, so... That's it for Nadine, I think. But uh, we're very excited. We're very excited. Um, yeah, I would like Nadine to succeed. I think she's incredibly talented and she deserves some recognition for that. Shall we play a bit of her new single? Yeah. To end. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.